What's up with it, everybody? This is What's Wrong With Sports. I'm the homeboy, Andre Johnson. Let's go. Boxing. Jake Paul finally gets someone to accept his bogus adventure challenge. His name is Mice Mike Bisping, a former MMA guy. We'll see how this one turns out. Sounds whack. NFL. Jets get their first win against, guess who? The Rams. Also, Detroit fires a special teams coach. For what? For trying to win a game. College football. The playoffs are upon us. And there is controversy brewing in the NCAA. What else is new? I mean, talk about hypocritical jokes. That is the NCAA. And as far as they're concerned, controversy is fine. As long as it lines the pockets of their major conferences. We'll be right back. So back to boxing. Well, we're calling it boxing. But is it really? I mean, we got Jake Paul. A non-boxer who decided he wants to box. That sounds a little white privilege to me. Like the guy just gets to announce, hey, I'm boxing now. Doesn't have to go through any of the levels that the other boxers had to pass through in order to get where they are. He gets to jump right in the ring. He wants to jump right in with Conor McGregor, Floyd May- Mayweather. Uh, and now we got Michael Bisping, a former MMA guy. Has his own podcast, just like me. And now he's jumping into the conversation. I mean, this is whack. I mean, a boxer, he's not even a boxer. And he's going to box Jake Paul. And this is a guy nobody even wants to see box. And he's coming out of MMA retirement to box Jake Paul. You know Jake Paul's going to get school, going to get his ass whooped. This isn't even a big name guy. This is a YouTuber looking for more attention. And we got to break this down for what it is. And we we now need a new rule in sports. And what's wrong with boxing? Letting YouTubers fight anybody they want. Nevada Boxing Commission. That's what's wrong with boxing. And YouTubers should not be allowed to fight real boxers they don't they didn't earn it they don't deserve it you can't just throw water balloons at some guy and then get yourself a boxing match is it is that how the world works well then i'm going to patriots camp and i'm throwing water balloons at bill belichick and telling him to put me on a damn team because i want to play quarterback i mean that's how it works right you just annoy somebody until they give you what you want. I mean, I'm not racist. Most people consider me white. This is some white boy shit. Some white privilege bull. Like, you think you just go around the world and challenge whoever you want and everything is right. And it's everything is right in the world. And, and it's not. It's not. I mean, that, 
that's what I'm saying. Why can't YouTubers play football? I mean, they have followers, right? They can sell tickets. And football is not some special sport that only NFL guys know how to play. Most dudes growing up in this country know how to play football. Especially if you have Madden. And everybody knows what Madden is. So don't have me explain it on my podcast. You dorks. So if then why is it okay for him to get in the ring? Why? Because it's going to sell tickets. Like that's the bottom line. It's no longer about the sport. It's no longer about seeing guys go mano a mano. It's about selling tickets. And that's where we're at. And somebody needs to take a stand. We need to start taking stands all over the world. Not with only boxing, but with college football. What's going on there is is disgusting. And they they have the NCAA has nerve to talk about fair play and ath- athletic, you know, athletic um, academic achievers. They're not really about that. They're about the bottom line, and that's selling tickets. And that's what I see. I see a bunch of hypocrites trying to point the finger back at us, telling us we're wrong. We're right. You guys are the schemers and the hustlers. You're wrong. Dude, if you have half a brain, NFL's not on the up and up. NCAA's not on the up and up. NBA is known for rigging games. And don't think for a sec that college football does not rig. Or college basketball. Why? It's just who cares about this game? That is not a good argument. That's the reason why you would fix the game. Because you think nobody cares about it. It's to make money. It's about making money. That's why people fix games. That's why the NFL changes rules. That's why the NCAA changes rules. It's about making money. I wish it would go back to about playing sports. That's what I wish it was about. I really wish it was about getting out there and getting after it. It's not. No way, no how. And I hope Jake Paul gets his butt kicked. And we all know he is. So why is he doing it? The attention. The followers. Oh, goodness. Anyway, whatever. Let's talk about some real boxing. You know what? There's a new kid on the block. And his name is Edgar Berlanga Jr. And Bob Arum has crowned him as the new Mike Tyson. That's right, Edgar Berlanga. Berlanga Jr. I haven't watched tape on him yet. I'm still looking for it. He's supposed to be 16-0, and he's knocking everybody out in the first round. Bob Aaron says he's got the most hitting power that he's ever seen since Mike Tyson. And I'm, I'm excited. I want to check him out. Finally, we're talking boxing. We're talking about a real boxer. Let's get it. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And we'll be back right after these messages.
Okay, we're back. Let's talk NFL. We got a game tonight. Steelers versus the Bengals. Bengals without their star QB. The line is 15 points. Last time we saw the situation, it was against Dallas, and Dallas almost won the game. I don't think that happens this time. This is not an unfamiliar opponent. Um, Bengals should get smashed here. It's a 15-point spread. I say they lose by 20. Steelers with a lot to prove today. And that's all I want to say about that game right there. I'm not going to dig any deeper or anything like that. Who knows what's going to happen? All I'm saying is this should be a butt whooping. And if it's not, Steelers suck. So on to the next. Yeah, I'm just just not feeling it today. You know, just things happen. Things happen in people's lives, you know. But I'm going to keep it pushing as hard as I can and as much as I can. So let's talk NFL. Let's talk more NFL. How about the Jets with their first win? How cool is that? Did anybody even see the game? And they played the Rams. The Rams needed this game. It wasn't a must win. But the Rams are a team in a divisional race and a playoff hunt. I mean, man, wow. How? When the Rams just beat the Patriots last week. Okay, here's how they lost. Uh, Number one, their O-line stank. Garbage. Trash. I mean, they let everybody in. I mean, who are these guys? Were they a bunch of matadors? I mean, come on. They've been blocking all seats. They just played the Patriots. And now you let the Jets just walk in there and sack your quarterback. And then there's the play calling. Trash. You know who's in charge of the play calling? Sean McVay. Trash. And what else? Well, there was third downs. How about going 2 for 11 for the whole game on third down? You're not going to win very many games or score that many points. You better have a big play offense if you're only going to go 2 for 11 on third down and still expect to win a game. You better be clutch on fourth downs. If you're going to go 2 for 11 on third downs. I mean, is it possible that the Rams lost this game on purpose? And I'm dead serious. I mean, I don't buy that any given Sunday crap either. Bull. You're telling me that if two teams prepare themselves all week to play a football game, that the team with the better record, the better team period, is going to lose to the lesser and inferior team. That's any given Sunday. Oh, it could happen. That's bull. That's bull. I don't think the Rams tried. I don't think the Rams tried to win. And I think it starts with the coach. I think it starts with that play calling. Bad play calling is going to get you 2-11 on third down. It's going to make your O-line look horrendous. I mean, if you're calling a pass play that calls for a deep pattern, but yet you know your offensive line can't block long enough to get that play off, your quarterback's going to get sacked. If you know what the defense is going to do and you call your play that goes right into the teeth of that defense, you're not converting on third downs. And McVay is already, you know, he's going on record complimenting Adam Gase. I'm sure he felt a little sorry for Adam Gase and his record and didn't want to see this man go a whole season without winning a game. 
Because from what I read earlier in the week, McVay calls Adam Gase at 4 a.m. in the morning, our time, West Coast time. For what? You're about to play this man in a football game. You guys are competing. And you're waking up at 4.15 in the morning to give him a call. Bright and early, right? Not during like normal business hours. Right? What kind of mess is that? To me, that's just like the definition of, of ass kissing. He kissed Belichick's ass before he played him two in the Super Bowl. And you saw what happened there. I mean, these coaches are like, they're in a fraternity together. McVay's a young coach. Gase is a young coach, too. I'm sure Sean is looking at that like, man, I don't want to see this guy go winless. Everybody's going to be talking about him. The only winless coach, blah, blah, blah. And coaches have hearts. Not all these coaches are Bill Belichick's. Even Bill Belichick has a heart. Believe it or not. Belichick does not go hard. Belichick does not go ham on most of his assistant coaches who are now head coaches. If you look at his record, he's lost. <laughs> he's lost some pretty he's lost a fair amount a fair amount of games against his understudies and in the last 3 years. But look at that record. Early on it wasn't like that. It is now. So is it possible that the Rams lost this game on purpose to the Jets? Yes. Hell yeah. And in the big scheme of things, does it matter? Hell no. But that's what I'm talking about with these NFL games. They're not all on the up and up. This isn't, hey, we're going at it this week. Watch out, brother. Nah, some of these guys actually just lay down. I'm sure players do this too now. If coaches are willing to do that, I'm sure players do it too. Hey, you need a catch? Hey, you need a sack? Okay, I'll let you block me. I don't want to make you look bad in front of your coaches. I'm sure it goes down. There's feelings, there's there's emotions. You just can't trust you can't trust coaches like that. You can't trust teams or people like that. So now we got to question every everything now. Everything needs to be questioned. Why? Because we have money on these games. And some of us actually like the teams that we're rooting for. Diehard Rams fan did not want to lose that game to the Jets. I don't care who the Jets are, what their record is. You know, you know the deal. Don't act like you don't know. We all want our teams to win every game versus the smaller competition, the weaker, lesser competition. And here the Rams are just giving it up. Pretending like they wanted to win a game. Okay, Rams. You got what you wanted. Now here come the Seahawks. Right around the corner. You should have won this game. Now you got to go through Russ and DK. And they don't play. I hope the Rams lose to the Seahawks this weekend. That's what they get. That's what you get. For not taking the other team seriously for not respecting the league for not respecting your fans and your team I know you threw that game Sean McVay I know it I can see it I can feel it I can smell it 
I wasn't even there. You don't lose to the Patriots, then come back and lose to the winless Jets. You don't do that. If I was in that locker room, seriously, I'd really question my head coach right now. I question everything about him, every little motive, every play call. I would question. Be right back. What's up? What's up? Did you know the Patriots lost finally to the Dolphins? I mean, this Dolphins-Patriots rivalry, it's a rivalry. It's been a little one-sided. But the Dolphins have been wanting to beat these guys forever. They used to have, they hired Adam Adam Gase, ran him out. He couldn't, he couldn't even touch Bill Belichick's jockstrap. Then they brought in Bill Belichick's defensive coordinator, Brian Flores. And dude is lighting it up. Lit his old coach up 22 to 12. That had to feel good for the whole organization. Not only to continue their playoff run, but to end the Patriots' playoff hopes. All at the same time. Good job, Dolphins. Dolphins linebacker Van Noy, a former Patriot said we're counting the days until the next time they met (laughs) because the Patriots were laughing at the Dolphins week one yeah that first game when they won with Cam Newton running the ball all over the place now guess who's got the last laugh because the Dolphins are going on and the Patriots are staying home that's funny Chiefs and the Saints lived up to the hype. A lot of people think the Saints are one of the best in the NFC. A lot of people think the champs are going to repeat. This was a mini Super Bowl and it was played in Drew Brees' backyard. And at one point, Drew Brees was just 7 for 23 passing. And KC was all over everything. The champs had a 14-point lead in that game. They never looked rattled, shaken, or stirred. Drew Brees <laughs> looked scared. He he needed something to get going. And they got things going. But most of that game, three-quarters of that game, all Chiefs. It got a little closer at the end. I guess the champs let them back in. But the Saints defense came to play too. They just couldn't make enough. And the final score doesn't show it. But Drew Brees and company, they are they were in trouble most of that game. I was like, wow. <laughs> Look at the Chiefs secondary. Secondary dropped a couple of picks. Drew Brees looking extra human in that game. That was pretty cool to see. How about the 49ers going down? Well, not without a fight. They lose that game 41-33 to them boys. Them boys finally got one on the Niners. Enjoy it it while it lasts, boys. Because I'm sure you're going to lose to Washington coming up. How about Detroit? They fired their special teams coach. Why? 
I mean, there's only a couple of weeks left in the season. Are you guys serious? I mean, what's the big deal? What's wrong with Detroit Lions? What's wrong with sports? That's the problem with sports. That's what's wrong with sports. You guys, <laughs> fire coaches with two weeks left in the season. Big deal. There was, what's the big deal? You had the guy all season, let him finish out the season. Show some freaking fortitude. Oh, we got to run this guy out right now. We don't want to pay him anymore. You guys are just full of crap. Detroit, you're not too good for any coach out there. Detroit Lions, you're not too good. So stop acting like it. Stop acting like you guys are the Patriots. Like you guys stand for something out there. We're doing this the Detroit Lions way. Which is what? Stink it up like garbage every season? I mean, a small team that does never done anything makes a big deal over this littlest things. So anyway, the special teams coach calls a fake punt. And dude calls this without letting the interim head coach know. The interim head coach. I mean, so what? <laughs> really, guys, so what? The special teams coach, which is his job to coach, calls a fake punt. It's on me. It's on me, coach. It's fourth down and four. The Lions were getting smashed. They couldn't even stop the Titans for anything. It was Titans already had 32 points. As soon as the team... Scores 30 points on you, you guys are not playing defense anymore. So stop pretending. Stop giving the ball and putting it on the defense's shoulders. I think it was the correct call to go for it on fourth and four and call the fake punt. Who cares if it didn't work? You get balls just for trying something like that. But the interim head coach is all full of himself like he's really a coach. It's the Lions, bro. You're not really coaching. So they're getting smashed, and it's fourth and four. Interim head coach doesn't have the balls to go for it. What do you have to lose? Okay, onward we go. The call had no bearing on the win-loss outcome of the game. And punting the ball at that time is a little cowardly. I mean, show some balls and go for it, interim head coach. No, <laughs> he cries. He cries to the president of the, of the company. Of the team. He's like, we got to get this guy out of here. He called a fake punt without my approval. Dude, just go to the locker room, yell at dude, and come out next week and ball. I don't know why dude has to lose his job over something you should have did. And I love how the Lions are trying to have standards. Like, like they stand for something. They just fired a special teams coach. Nobody wants to coach you guys anyway. <laughs> Fire all the coaches. That's how bad you guys are. Lions are a joke, okay? If you didn't know, now you know. They're just pretending to be an NFL football team. They should be called the Detroit uh, Mortuaries. <laughs> they should be called the Detroit Morticians. That's where football players go to die. Anyway, on to college football. I, I need to say this. There's too much controversy in this playoff selection. 
Notre Dame is in and Cincy is out. Okay. Cincinnati's 9-0. They're undefeated. They were very impressive last season. And they showed up this season too. So how can Cincy be out and Notre Dame in when Notre Dame just got their ass handed to them? Come on, man. There's this program. It's called the Kali Matrix. It's used to decide BCS participants. It's been used by college football for years. And this season, the Kali Matrix had Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati ahead of Notre Dame in their rankings. The Kali Matrix rankings. So talk about flawed systems. Holy freaking prejudice, Batman, was something that is earned and not given. Notre Dame did not earn or deserve a playoff spot this year. But in the eyes of the NCAA's bureaucratic minds, the Golden Domers can do no wrong. There needs to be an asterisk next to most of these NCAA championships. Because they're decided in boardrooms and not on the field of play. I mean, everything about college football screams low-life sleaziness wrapped up in the optical illusion of overrated academic achievement achievements. Now, if I could say that clean, it'd be nice. But I'm a lot cleaner than, than the NCAA. All they do is throw people under the bus, shoot people in, in the leg, and make themselves look good. They give themselves awards every year for being bureaucrats. And every year, we got to go through this controversy when they can just decide it on the field. What a joke, the NCAA. We need to stop buying tickets to all these games. We need to stop buying the t-shirts, the sweatshirts. Stop watching the games on TV. NCAA ain't, ain't jacked. They're nothing. We can watch all these highlights on YouTube. We don't need to watch CBS anymore. We don't need to watch ESPN anymore. They don't deserve our money. They're not even rolling out a proper product. They're treating us like little kids. This is what you guys are going to eat. Okay, so what if you don't like your vegetables? You're going to eat it anyway. They're forcing it down our throats is what I'm trying to say. And there's teams that deserve to be in the playoffs right now. Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati deserve to be in the playoffs. Not Notre Dame or Ohio State. They're there every year. We know what these guys can do. We already know. We already know Bama can beat Ohio State and Clemson can beat Ohio State easily. We already know this. We already know the two best teams every year are are Clemson and Alabama. And Alabama proves it. Can't say jack about Alabama. Put whoever you want up against Bama. They're going to bring it. And they're going to make you look bad too. That's just one team. All these other guys are fakes. And you guys are buying it. These national champs are just give me just give me a real playoff system. Okay, let's let's see it. Let's see it happen on the field. Let's let the players decide who the real champs are. And Coastal Carolina deserve a, they deserve the shot. And so does Cincinnati. 
That's a well-coached, tough, hard-nosed team that never gives up. But you know what? These bureaucrats and the NCAA, they can always look back on some of these other games. But what about when we put Florida State versus Northern Illinois in a bowl game? Northern Illinois lost by 30. They're undefeated that season. The comeback kids played with heart. How about the time Cincinnati played Florida when Tim Tebow was there in a bowl game? Florida wiped the freaking field with Cincinnati. Tebow threw for like, I want to say 350 and four touchdowns. The guy who couldn't play quarterback in the NFL lit Cincy up. Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow. So a case can be made of why the big boys want to just keep the big boys in the playoffs. But times have changed. And Cincinnati deserved a shot. Cincy deserved a shot, for real. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, we're back. And we're back to talk about Armenia and why this is happening in this day and age of civilization where people are still being torn from their homes and ripped apart from their families and killed unmercifully. The persecution is ridiculous and it's uncalled for. All it is is hate. And if you have any love in your heart, you want to stop this hate. Love conquers conquers all. Where's the love? We're too caught up in something else to see. To see what's really right and what, what really should be going on. We shouldn't be letting this happen. This should not be happening and we shouldn't be letting this happen so big shout out to Armenia if nobody loves you Armenia Andre Johnson loves you this is what's wrong with sports late